One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This week, between Padam Padam and I'm really willing to throw the whole fucking internet out the window and rip my own fucking ears off. Tone after the tone after the tone Leave your message after the tone Welcome back, friends. Me again. You're still listening and this is still going. Stay tuned. Eurovision, not Glastonbury. Moving and making new friends and a call from a bath in Montreal. Uh, worry not. Listen, I know there was an outpouring of letters and messages and mass cards for the safe return of producer Deb after last week. Oh, yeah, there'd be lighting candles here, there and everywhere. Don't worry. She's back this week with a tail between her legs, aren't you? Yeah, I can see you. At least I hope it's her fucking tail anyway. <laughs> Honestly, she hasn't stopped yodeling since she got back. Now, listen, if you listen to us on the Spotify, do remember that you can give us a little star rating. Now, I mean, I'll be honest with you. I don't know what it means. I don't know what it does, except for stroke our egos. But if you fancy doing it, please do. If you're listening to us on the Apple Podcasts, how vintage. (laughs) Remember, you can also hit the subscribe button over there too. And I think in some regions, you're allowed to do uh, the stars. So if you can, go on, why not? Right, I'm diving into the mailbag this week because Felicity's been in touch to say, I had to send in my Catholic drag name as soon as Scotty asked for one. Mia Culpa. <laughs> Very good, actually. And she's quite neat. She's a bit highbrow for this. Um, someone went to the Latin Mass, didn't they? Not for me. I mean, I can barely talk English at the best of times. Latin Mass, could you imagine of anything more boring to do at 12.30 on a Sunday? Um, Annie says, re-episode one, season 11. I'm at work trying to contain the laughs and trying not to vom. <laughs> I think that's quite a fab review of ATT, really, isn't it? I think above the door we should have, after the tone, we'll make you laugh, shit and cry all at the same time. 
I see no lie. Uh, remember, if you want to get involved, you can. The phone lines are always open. We're always looking for you to get in touch and give us your gossip. That number is coming up shortly. And as ever, those reflections on the show at After the Tone POD on the socials. We'd love to read them out. Right, shall we get to it, dears? Hi, Scotty. It's Holly calling from Montreal. I'm calling from my bathtub. I know you like those calls. There's a kid outside my window who has a squeaky toy. And I know it's a child. It's not even a dog. And they've been squeaking a squeaky toy for two hours. And I'm just wondering, is it ever acceptable to yell at a child? I I think the answer is no, which is why I'm calling you instead. But this is the closest I've ever been. Bye. Holly in Montreal, thank you so much for the pertinent question at such an hour as well. Can I just get it straight? I mean, you make me sound a bit like a pervert. Listen, in some lights, yes, I am. But I don't I don't ask people to call me up in the bath. That's a lie. I know I've done that before, but you know what I mean. I just want to set the tone just in case people are like new here and they think who's Pervy McGee in the corner. No, it's just more environmental. Do you know what I mean? It's not a thing that I fancy. I wonder if people fancy baths. I don't mean like, oh, I quite fancy having a bath. I mean, I mean like, oh, hello, Tubby. <laughs> hello, Tubby McGee. I don't know why they're all McGee's. They just are. Maybe they're Irish. <laughs> well, do you know what? Lucky I'm making myself laugh. I wonder if like, because there's a thing called objectum sexuality, isn't there? Where people fall in love with bridges. To me, that's a bit more normal than falling in love with the bath. I mean, you know, many people find themselves in a bath, if you know what I mean. You you know what I mean when I say that. Yeah, you know, they find themselves. Uh, So anyway, this is a tangent and probably not a great segue when we were talking about a child outside the bathroom with a squeaky toy. Listen, I think children and dogs should have toys that make noise confiscated. I think children should be told when they're being arseholes because I think we have to prepare them for life. We do. Too far too soft. Do you know what I mean? Didn't do me any harm. Look at me. Relatively sane. Never had to have any therapy. I think there are times where you can talk to a child like an adult. And I think you you get great sense out of them. I've done workshops with children. I mean, who knows if that's going to be allowed to be a thing anymore. My God, the culture in which we find ourselves living in. There was a period of time where... I was doing workshops with children and I had just had some of the most productive conversations I've ever had, particularly one workshop that I used to run about socialism. Essentially, we'd all draw a town together and I would propose questions about who got to live in places and who got to work in the hospital and why, etc. And it was just like a really soft, interesting way of getting children to think about fairness and distribution of wealth and for me to understand the world of which they wanted to paint. I think that world is truly far behind us. When we have got the right in the UK attacking, like, violently. Like, I mean, I look at my feed every day and I'm like, whoa. Anyway, this is an absolute tangent. So to answer your question, I don't know. I mean, there are quite a few parents that exist in this room. So maybe maybe they've got more advice. I mean, I wouldn't know, would I? I'm great as a part-time auntie. Give your kids for an hour, they'll have a wonderful time. Do you know? That's me. But if there are parents listening, maybe you've got devices to shut your children up. 
Are children annoying? That's the thing that I think. I wonder if like parents actually like their children. Do they ever just think, oh, God, you're a fucking arsehole? Hola, Scotty. Después del tono. Hi, everyone. It's Ticho here. So, controversial opinion time, because we do love a controversial opinion, don't we? Loreen did not deserve to win Eurovision this year. Tattoo was a mediocre song at best. She sounds like an owl with going, hoo hoo hoo, tattoo hoo hoo, and she looks like she was about to be crushed by a sandwich press. Carrier, with Cha Cha Cha, the finish entry, was the winner. It was the one that people wanted. Yeah, it wasn't a great song. He didn't sing really well, but it's not a singing contest. It's a song contest. The juries overvalue Sweden once again with radio-friendly mediocrity. <laughs> yeah, those are my words for it. I think it was rigged for ABBA for next year because of the 50th anniversary. And it's completely overshadowed her. Maybe what could have been an, a nice win. Like, maybe if the points were more neck and neck rather than, like, 180 points between first and second place. Yeah. Nah, not buying it. Eurovision juries can suck my dick. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Teacher. Very strong opinions there for you, dear. I was clutching at my pearls thinking, how has this got past legal? I cannot confirm nor deny or adjudicate or any other legal words I should say if it was a rigged thing. But I'm with you. I think that Lorraine, oh, or as I like to call her, Lorraine. Come on, Lorraine. Not for me. No, no, no. I also think if you've been a pop star, you shouldn't be allowed on it. Do you know what I mean? I think it's, I just think it's fair. Do you know, I was with you up until Lorraine and then when you went on to the finished one, I thought, I quite like the cha-cha-cha-cha-cha song for a bit. And then I like started looking into his life. And all of that stuff. And I thought, no, he's just, he's queer baiting us all. I think he's a heterosexual man that knows that, you know, the queer eye is looking at the straight guy. And so, you know, she just put on a fancy look. I think we were all swarmed into it. My favourite, actually, was your one from um, Belgium. Because of you. Like, proper, like, 90s housey vibes. It was delicious. And I thought, bit of voguing, very camp. She had a camp look on. I thought, yeah, she should have won it. But of course she wouldn't. And everyone was going on about that popo. But anyway, why was this turned into some Eurovision podcast? And also, the most untimely Eurovision podcast. It happened about four months ago. Teacher, we need to get you on a more current, up-to-date subject, please. Hiya, after the tone crew and everybody in the proverbial. Faggy Farmer here. Funny, I was... All this talk about moving to new places and having to find new friendship groups and start a new life, etc., etc. I moved here to glorious Midwells, where I'm currently out walking to the pub with my dog in the sunshine along a canal, and it's a year and a half coming up to two years ago. I was quite lucky that I had been coming here a bit anyway, so I had a small group of friends in the local area. Then, very slowly, through the usual means of Grinder and Instagram sort of started chatting to a few other local homosexualists and started chatting to one particularly and started meeting him for copies and going for walks and then it got to the point where he was like oh you know i've got this big community ourselves of you know other gays of a similar age and whatever come along and meet them all so i had to basically go and there was going to be me and seven or eight other gay men only one of whom i'd met as a kind of first date of friendship and when I tell you, like, the nerves 
I'm 33. I've been on so many first dates. I don't really get nervous before going on a date anymore. But yeah, I was really nervous. And I was messaging my friends like, what the fuck do I do? What do I talk to them about? And they're lovely and we got on really well and they were all obviously nice people. And afterwards they all kind of, you know, added me on Instagram. We started chatting and I now feel like I've got that little bit more of a connection here and it feels a bit more like home and we're all going camping in a couple of weeks because, you know, that's what we do when you're gay in your 30s, I suppose. But yeah, it's, it's, it's a weird one. It's a weird one. I was talking to one of them the other day. We were out for a stroll. I was saying about, you know, I'm going back to uni in September. And after that, we started a new career in teaching and I don't know where I'm going to be going. I said, like, I just don't know if I've got it in me to do another new start. It's a lot of work and it's a lot of pressure and it's still a very strange place to be in your 30s, walking away from a very established group of friends that you don't really have to work that hard to maintain. And it's all very comfortable to suddenly having to put your best foot forward and actually have to actively manage friendships and create friendships. Very peculiar. Anyway... See you in a bit. Speak to you all later. Big love to you all. Ta-ra. Good evening. Now, the faggy farmer. Um, you know, it was, it was so interesting. When you were talking about, you know, meeting these friends and, you know, meeting them on the grind or whatever, I thought, yeah, well, you've had it off with them, haven't you? And it's so interesting, because maybe you haven't, you know, but it's so interesting how, I think, particularly in queer circles, friendships often <laughs> emerge from sex or casual sex, or a sexual encounter, or sexy chat, or a sexy app. It's often, like, the thing that breaks the ice, you know, because if you've seen someone's nudes, I mean, you might as well go out for a coffee with them. So isn't that interesting? I wonder, questions for the room here, I wonder if it was like a hookup vibe, if those nerves would still be present. There's something here to do with, like, potential friendship that there's a different rules at play right because there's actual judgment on who you are as a person of course the whole sexy stuff that comes with a whole load of other capitals that you know the hegemonic gay male white sexuality wants you to adhere to but there's something there about i guess entering that space and feeling like fucking hell like oh this is me they're gonna be looking at me and how vulnerable how vulnerable making. I'm just wondering if there are spaces in which, like, we can meet and, like, it isn't charged with that expectation. Have you met friends in places where it hasn't been charged with expectation? Because I think those moments only happen by sheer luck, right? I think about all the mates that I've got, like, good mates. I think it's all sheer accident sheer like you come into contact with people and then there's just enough to keep you there and keep you talking that you stay a while and before you know you 10 years down the line and you know she's making you do a podcast <laughs> yes debbie you because she's giving me a funny look um well i'm glad to hear that you've made these friends but yeah it is that thing about um If life changes and you do have to move somewhere else, can you keep on repeatedly doing this? A friend of mine that I met for a cup of tea quite recently, who's known me for probably going on two decades now. Oh my God, I hate the fact that I'm able to say that about people. God, they know far too much. Um, Said to me, oh, you're a bit of an upper and a goer. (laughs) Chance to be a fine thing. But I think what he meant by that is like, what's, what's that old saying? Wherever you lay your hat, you make your home. Is that what they're saying? Ah, you know what I mean. Um, And obviously, I've done that a few times in my life. 
And so I wonder, are you one of these, like, gap and goers? Are you somebody who's nomadic in that way? Or do you seek that permanence? The overarching takeaway here is, you know, you did it. You put yourself through that very nerve-wracking experience. And there's knowledge in that, isn't there? That sometimes we make ourselves feel manageably uncomfortable and there's great reward. Time for a little breather, I think, but don't go changing the channels because still to come, a rainstorm, a limerick and some drunken optimism, supposedly. Listen, the phone lines are open and we're eagerly awaiting your calls. It's a very simple affair. All you need to do is open up the WhatsApp and send me a little voice note, please, to this number. Zero seven double eight two hundred three four two zero Now, the British Podcast Awards have launched their Listener Award. So if you don't mind voting for us, you know, that would be very nice. I'd be very grateful. It takes two minutes, honestly. And I know when people say it takes two minutes, it doesn't take too much. It takes two minutes. All you've got to do, britishpodcastawards.com forward slash voting. That's forward slash voting. And honestly, it would be really quite wonderful for this bunch of outsiders here that do a lot of the unseen, unexperienced labour that gets this podcast up and running every week. I think it would be just beautiful recognition to them. So if you don't mind doing that for the team, I'll make sure I'll send you something lovely in the post. I mean, that's a lie. And it's also bribery. Okay, just putting that out there. Uh, Without your support, we can't keep the pub doors open. So thank you so much to the Patreon gang, as per usual. This week's Patreon-only call comes from somebody who wants to share their struggles and tips for making new friends in their 30s. Oh, and we did a little poll over there last week, which was actually quite controversial. It was the best pastry product ever. And I can tell you, with 25% of the vote, it was a cheese twist. Have you ever heard of such a thing? Remember to give us a like, a share and any form of validation, please, by sharing us, it, the podcast with your mates or just making sure that you follow us on the internet. Right, that's enough of the messages. Let's get this over and done with because actually there's some really brilliant shit telly I'd like to catch up with. Oh, lovely. That's one of those little postcard thing malarkeys, isn't it? Isn't that glorious? I got a little note here from producer Deb that says it's from somebody called Jen. Thank you so much, Jen. Oh, isn't that lovely? Oh, I don't know where you are. It's got rainforest vibes, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? I felt like getting the salon selectives out and doing my barnet. Getting that fruity shampoo from me. Yeah. <laughs> yes, please. Oh, yeah. Silky smooth. I wouldn't mind if I do, actually. Oh, yeah. I don't know if anyone else got that reading as well. It was that that tweeting in the background and there was some form of running water. And I thought, oh, it's humid. It's clammy. I'll be complaining. I would be complaining. I'll be like, fucking in it, Art. Do you know what? I can't stop saying in it, Art. Now, there's a few reasons. One, I'm a big fat Mary. And the other is like, the mental tablets because they make you overheat, apparently. So I've been trying to take them a bit later in the day. Oh, my God. All I can do is complain about how warm it is. Because it's not just warm, it's close. And if it's not close, it's it's humid. And no, 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 not for me. Can't enjoy it. I absolutely can't enjoy it, can I? I don't think anybody can. <laughs> 
I tell you what I really have taken to, though. Any fat, humid bitches that are listening to this, feel free. I've taken to a frozen grape. Yes, I know that makes me sound like a middle-aged hun, but I really have. And I tell you what, oh, it don't half cool you down. You take them orally, obviously. (laughs) Well, you never know with this lot, Debbie. Don't look at me like that. You know what they're like. And I tell you what, they're absolutely stunning. Thank you so much for your postcard. Do keep them coming. Hi, everybody. It's Karis in Salford. Hi, Scotty. How are you doing? Producer Deb, everyone behind the scenes and in front of the bar and in the community centre. Hi. I hope you're doing okay. Please excuse me. I'm a bit scruffy. I've been out for a few bevies tonight in that there, Manchesterford. I've been on a date with a wonderful and interesting human being living what I hope to be my best queer, polyamorous life and coming home to a beautiful sunset we get some good sunsets in Salford I had a point, I probably left it on the bus Um, I know some of you are going through some big changes, some big relocations and other life changes you may or may not be choosing and I just I'm here to say that if, if this is worth anything to anybody, if you told me a few years ago I would be where I am now with things I'm doing, how I'm choosing to spend my time. I don't know if I would have believed you or believed that it was possible or likely. And yet here I am making the decisions I'm making and having the conscious experiences that are available to me. And I'm so grateful that I have the community I have, where I am, and I'll find the point, Karis. Um... Yes, I think my point is, my heart goes out to you who are struggling and lonely because fuck me have I been there. I, a few years ago, was really questioning so many things and feeling very, very isolated. And I'm just here to say, things can change. The world does change. I know the world is making some very horrific statements at the moment, but we're here. We're here to stay. And I love you. And hopefully things things will get better and if you need a pen pal i'm here bye oh i love it when you call up after you've had a few babs not you Karis, just like people in general i mean that sounded like i was taking on bridge that you called after a few babs no i just meant one anyway i'm glad i cleared that up um lovely sunsets around salford yes you do don't you do you know why because there's no buildings there's nothing there Karis. that's why you can see the sun go down Look at me talking with my Manchester privilege. No, I do like Salford. It's a very lovely place and the people are very nice. It's just a shame the northern. Now, <laughs> now, lovely sentiment about this. Yeah, fine, great. Let's get to the real crux of this. You've been out on a date living your best queer polyamory life. It sounds like maybe these were some of the new choices that you're making. And if they were... I'd be very interested to hear about them. Sounds like it was a good date. I love knowing about good dates. It just gives me a sense of like, happiness is available to everybody. <laughs> you know, the potential. Yes, Karis, I know that we, it's all fine that we feel a bit lonely, but tell us who you're having it off with. <laughs> that's what we really want to know. But yeah, it did sound like it's a new thing. And that's one of my favourite things about queerness and polyamory and when we like allow ourselves space for self-discovery and space for us to listen to ourselves and try things like the faggy farmer you know you're going into communities and established friendship groups you know when we allow ourselves to do that 
with the sheer bravery that it takes to do that, I think good things happen. So I'm very excited to hear about that. I do also really love like new polyamory. There's something a bit old auntie about me that's like, ask me the questions and I'll tell you how to do it. As if I like know or I'm some like authoritative figure on it. But because so much of our common culture and so much of the cultural references to non-monogamy are so deeply problematic and othered and, ooh, look at these weirdos over here. Yes, I'm talking about Louis Theroux. Most of his documentaries that have ever touched on, you know, this quote-unquote lifestyle are often from a peculiar viewpoint. And uh, I just love it when people say, but what about this? And I'm like, oh, well, have you tried this? You know, I, so any of those questions that you want to bring to the table? Yes, please. Oh, Karis, I feel like I'm living vicariously through you. And what a lovely message, eh? Isn't that glorious? Yeah, we do have each other. Ah, yes, Scotty love. It's Jake here. Hello, Tim, Kat, Maya, producer Deb and the After the Tone crew. Um, <laughs> I'm November 2022, so I am catching up. I am catching up, Scotty, is happening. But I did pick up <laughs> the um, conversation about rainbow capitalism a few weeks ago and then left <laughs> proceeded to leave you a series of voice notes on Insta. So I thought it'd be better to have for us to have a conversation over there outside of the pod. Unless we bring it back here. It's up to you. It's your show. Do what you want. I know how much you hate poetry, but I have written you a limerick. And here it goes. There is a person called Scotty, who we think is a bit of a hottie. But on After the Tone, Scotty will moan, if your roast dinners are very soggy. There you go. Much love. (laughs) Ten points. I love the fact that every time... It's it's a bit like having a serial killer after you. I'm not going to lie, Jake. Because every time you call up, you're like, I'm closer. (laughs) I'm getting closer to you. And I feel like, oh my God, I wonder if Jake will get bored. I think that's going to be the common theme for season 11 for me. Is like, by the time Jake catches up, will Jake still be calling and listening? No pressure, everybody. Keep it engaging, okay? Thank you so much for your limerick. I would have preferred a cork. That was low. That was Debbie, don't look at me like that. It was an Irish gag, honestly. Um, Thank you so much. Any more poetry? Do you know what? I feel like... This being season 11, I'm going to embrace some poetry. Well, I say embrace poetry. I'm going to be open-minded to listen to more poetry about myself or other subjects. Do you know what I mean? You can write them about other things as well. And you're very true. I don't like a soggy roast. (laughs) Come on. Stop it. Don't be like that. Because I do like to order my gravy on the side. Do you just else i hate the way that in this place i'm the one that's supposedly peculiar does anybody else have these quirks please pick up the phone make me feel you know less weird all right scotty bab and the rest of the att crew and everybody else hanging in the darkness of the pub i've heard recently that you're gonna do a bit of opera babs i mean good for you i think it's always been quite an elitist art form but um you do you you do you and i just wondered now when pauline's feeling a bit low i love to uh google 
theatre fails, right? So that's when somebody's playing Dully Levi in an amateur dramatic production and she's halfway through, you know, the big 11 o'clock number and she just face plants into the orchestra pit. So this is making me wonder, have you ever gone for a Burton on stage and what was it? I mean, back in the good old bad days, the stripper days, I've come a cropper, oh bloody hell, especially M parties. I've had nipple tassels pulled off me. I've had things inserted into me when I had my back turned. Oh, dirty buggers. Oh, Pauline, give over. I'm sure you've done much worse in your private life. Do you know what I mean? Anyone, anyone thought you were holier than thou, the way that you were going on, you filthy mare. We know what you get up to in Wolverhampton. Do you know what I mean? There's a reason why it's an enclave. That's a big word for Wolverhampton. Um, yes, I am doing a bit of the opera. And, you know, I don't mind being a latest darling because it means scum like you, dear, won't be able to cross the threshold. Thank you. There are accessible tickets. If you do live in the Manchester Postcode, you can get t- tickets quite cheaply, OK? Just uh, have to put that out there because, you know, I do have a reputation to uphold, Pauline, even though you are trying to slurry. Slurry. Good word. Thank you. You're trying to slurry my reputation. Now, yes, I have come a cropper on stage. Lucky me. Um, I actually fell off stage at the Roundhouse and I fell off a six foot stage and I still have the scars to prove it, actually. Um, Long term listeners and viewers of me over on the Internet will probably have seen I've got a sky, a, a sky. I've got a sky. I own the sky. I've got a scar above one of my eyebrows and I've got three like big marks on my hand. Um, essentially, I came out to do a curtain call wearing not a curtain, but a bed sheet. It was a Wombles bed sheet fashioned as a dress. You might have liked it, Pauline, knowing your sort. A uh, flash of light into my face, couldn't see the end of the stage, fell off and landed into the crash barrier. So permanently wounded by the stage, darling. Do you know what I mean? I've got determination for the cause, which could be more than said than you, dear. That's it. Quick as a pan. Flashes a pan. Flashes a quick as a one of them. What? I'm always getting my ass over my tit. I don't know the sayings, but I sort of know half of them. So you know what I mean. Listen, loads there to get us going with. Actually, lots of vulnerability. Lots of honesty, lots of truth, lots of fickleness, lots of me going off in random tangents, okay? Um, so any of that, any of that you want to pick up, any gossip, any juicy gossip you want to bring to the table, any nonsense, we're always here. It don't have to make sense. It don't even have to be interesting. Look what Pauline just said. Still gets on air. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Still gets on air. This one in the corner, fucking Fanny Adams. She let anyone on, wouldn't you? Yeah, nodding away like that in the corner. Don't pay her any attention, anybody. So all you've got to do, pick up the blower. Go on, I'm going to give you the number one more time because I feel like you're not listening, okay? And I feel like this is going to be the season of the first-time caller. Come on, bring some new people to the party. Open up the WhatsApp, send me a little voice note to this number. Zero, seven, double, eight, two hundred, three, four, two, zero. Lovely. And uh, one last message here. We've got a massive congratulation to Polly Stolly this week, who managed to clean behind the toilet. And uh, so they're pleased with themselves. I mean, that sort of shows you the level of content that we're <laughs> willing to stoop to here after the tone. If you've got any more one-liners like that, 
at After the Tone P-O-D. Listen, I'm having a whale of a time this season and I hope you are too. Keep those audio postcards from around the world, all the different places and environments coming in because I tell you what, they're delicious. All right? So I'll see you next time with love from me, the gang and you at home listening to this, hopefully doing something nice and not something filthy. I'll see you soon. After the Tone is produced by Debbie Kilbride, Vice Producer Tim Bano, Assistant Producer Maya Miller-Lewis. ATT is a Debbie production. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.